Bradley with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am your Dungeon Master, Eric. And I'm Philip. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode of Eberron Renewed. Gentlemen, what happened last time? Uh, we're in a funhouse hallway <laughs> uh, where every time we push a button, we get a weird vision and then something tries to mess with us. Or Paintings come alive, statues or armor comes alive. Or so far. Um, yeah, I got a feeling we're about to get attacked by trees. Yep. Drakir got messed up pretty bad. So our whole uh, strategy of not resting till we rescue Barasha is in danger. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, we had some interesting visions about the uh, revolt of the elves against the giants and saw some entity that's silver flame-like uh, imbue a bunch of elves with power, uh, turning them into drow. Okay. So where we last left off, you all had just begun experiencing the third vision mm-hmm. of dragons overhead attacking this giant city. Once again, you all are not together. You are individuals. Now, the memories that you have going into this, um, the war is over. The Dream Stealers have been pushed back. Four of the giant overlords were able to use the power of the conflagration granted to them by four of your rank um, to cut the invaders off to stop the invasion. Uh, there have been murmurings that the dragons have heard about the conflagra- conflagration and seek to use this power for themselves. The hubris of the dragons will lead them to suspect the giants as the source of the magic and not the lowly elf slaves. The members of the Kabalrin have a choice to retreat to the caves where they first attain their power until the draconic invasion has concluded or stand alongside your elven brethren to fight against the dragons and protect those that you fought the previous war alongside. So essentially in this moment, in this memory, you must choose to rally forces, help defend the city against the dragons that are flying overhead or exit the city and begin the journey to the cave where you and the fellow Cabalrine can wait out the draconic attack. So, Beric. Uh, Beric, uh, Beric absolutely attempts to uh, protect the elves that are in the city. Booyah. Thinking that's why Vol wanted the power that he got to defend and free his people. He would also join in the effort to fight. Okay. Dex slash Osteroth. I think Dex would stare at that cave opening for a long time, but seeing other elves taking up the fight and realizing there are going to be more out here than would follow him in there. He'll stay and fight as well. Drakir? Drakir's people went to the caves a long time ago to avoid just this sort of problem. So Drakir goes to the cave. Okay. Once you've made that decision, you all find yourself back in the room once again. As you all 
predicted as you come back out of the vision, the two dead trees that were flanking the mural begin to shudder and come to life. And just for the sake of simplicity, we are going to maintain the same initiative order that we have had. The two trees have come to life. Yes. Are they... So they were always separate. Like, were they in, like, pots on the floor? They were growing out of the, the stone. Are they still attached to it at the base? Yeah, from what you can and That's tell. like they're whipping from that. Okay. Okay. So now it is Dex's turn. All right. Dex is going to use his ribbon weave. And he is going to try to cut as close to the base of the tree where it's attached to the stone as possible. Okay. And he's going to critically fumble. Oh, no. Okay. That was the most disingenuous oh, no, I've ever heard, Eric. <laughs> oh, golly. Boy, that sure does suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An inauspicious okay. beginning. So as you try to whip down at the base of this tree, some of its roots shoot up out of the stone and wrap around the ribbon ribbon weave as it swings in and it yanks down and pulls the ribbon weave out of your hand and the ribbon weave is just tangled amongst the roots of the the tree that you were attacking. Well, shit. <laughs> okay. okay. I probably covered up my profanity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Drakir. Well, all right then. Uh Huh. Okay, uh, Drakir, do these count as creatures? They're aberrations, right? <clears throat> they're not aberrations. <laughs> um, I mean, they're plants, so... But, like, they're alive. Yes. Like they, they, they're the broad category of creature. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, then I will place my Slayer's Eye on one of them, uh, and this should tell me if it has any vulnerabilities or immunities. It is immune to being blinded and deafened. Okay. No vulnerabilities? No. Like fire? Mm-mm. Oh, that's disappointing. Okay. Um, then he will attack twice by throwing shadow blades at them. Okay. At one of the one that stole his sword. Uh, 16. That's a hit. All right. Then the other one is also a hit. Uh, 14 for the first hit. Uh, 12 for the second. Drakir just forms a pair of shadow blades and flicks them into the trees. Uh, okay. While standing back where Dex was. You see some of the bark and wood chip away as the shadow blades hit. And now it is Booyah's turn. Okay. Uh, Booyah is a bonus. Bonus action is going to call on his planar warrior ability. Um... If it does have any damage resistances, it will be they will be ignored. And he's going to shoot at it with the hand crossbow. He's going to try to stay out of range of their branches and stuff whipping around. Shoot it from range. First attack is a 24. Hit. Second attack. Same. Are you attacking the same one that Drakir and Dex yes. attacked? Okay. 24 and one force damage. Okie dokie. Uh, Barrick. Uh, Barrick will um, 
raise his hand and sort of uh, summoning some of this energy that's still left in him from from death, I'm going to cast Frostbite on this tree. Okay. So I need a constitution saving throw from it. 20. <laughs> well, it has a very good constitution. Yes, it does. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, the tree that you all have been attacking uh, is going to... Its roots are going to shoot up out of the ground and grab Booyah. Because you're tiny. 19? Uh, yes. Okay. So you take nine bludgeoning damage as it slams you down on the ground and pulls you in towards it. And you are now grappled. As you are kind of tangled up with uh, Dex's ribbon weave in the roots of this tree. Um, the other tree is going to do the same thing to Barrick. 22. Yes, that hits me. Nine damage, and Barrick's ankles are grabbed and pulled off of your feet as you're dragged into this tree. My ankles have been pulled off of my feet? Yes. That's very bad. Grabbed by the ankles, comma, pulled off your feet. It is now Dex's turn. Um... Hang on, I gotta pull up the stats on my rapier because they're not on my sheet anymore. It's a D8. Is it D8 plus what? Your dexterity. So I thought. Okay. Um, I thought it was a D6, but I'll take a D8. All right. I guess I'm going to um take my rapier now, and I'm going to uh hack at this tree, um near where Booyah is. See if I can't make it a little easier for okay. him to. If I do hit this well, will that actually have an effect? Like, could he get an advantage on his? It will have an effect if you do. Okay. So, and I do. That is a twenty-five. That's a hit. For that's not a D eight. Ten, sixteen, twenty-four damage. Okay. Um, you just begin stabbing and slashing with your rapier at the roots around Booyah. And after a moment, you realize that the roots that were holding Booyah and grappling with him are all cut and Booyah, you are able to, you, you are now freed from being grappled. As is your ribbon weave. I was going to ask, is that, did it free up as well? Um, Yeah. I mean, you could take a bonus action to reach down and grab it. Bonus action taken. <laughs> okay. It is now Drakir's turn. Uh, has absolutely nothing better to do than just to attack it. So uh, I'm going to do that three times. So forms shadow blades and is just throwing them uh, into the trunks of these trees again and again and again. Uh, so first attack, first attack. Uh, 19. Uh, that's a hit. Okay. Second attack hits. Third attack is going to miss. That's only a 10. All right. So first damage. Um, first is, shadow. Is this the same tree that you all have been attacking? Yes. Okay. First shadow blade hits uh, for 11. Okay. Second one hits for 12. Okay. That tree is looking a bit worse for wear. Some of its branches have been cut off. Its it, bark is falling to pieces. So, yeah, it's not looking great. Um, booyah, 
whips out his rapier and goes ahead and attacks since this thing can reach him wherever he is anyway. And that's going to be 19. Hit. That's going to be 13 damage. 13. Okay. And second attack. Uh, 12. That's a miss. Bonus action. Hand crossbow. Uh, 22 hit. Oh, wait, wait, 21. Oh, well, yeah. It's going to be nine. Okay. The tree had been hacked and shadow blades thrown at it. And, um, your crossbow bolt just hits the perfect spot for this tree to split in the middle. And the branches begin falling as the tree slumps over. Um, Luckily, not falling directly on you. <laughs> the Boya split tree. Next tree, you're going to get saved. <laughs> Barrick, you are currently grappled. So at the start of your turn, you take nine more damage. Barrick will try to use Cursebringer to hack his way free. Um... Crit. Hell yeah. Hey. Okay. So go and roll the damage, and then we can. All right. Okay. So I'm, I just double the dice. Yes. So that's uh, that'll be just that'll be twenty slashing damage. Okay. Uh, and then uh, another attack. Uh, twenty six. Hit. Same. Oh. Um. Uh. 11 damage. Okay. And what would you like to introduce because of your crit? Hmm. How'd you come up with an effect to apply to a tree? All the leaves <laughs> turn to autumn leaves and fall off the tree. It's a dead tree. They're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are no leaves on it. I nope. didn't realize they were dead. I missed that. Huh. I mean, we could say that your shadow blades flying around um, knocked like. I know it hasn't done it yet, but its primary melee attack is with its branches. So could say that you've incapacitated the branches to where it can't attack with those. That sounds- or, or the roots, if you don't want the roots to be an issue. Wait, this is Barrick, not Drakir. So. Yeah, this is Barrick. Uh, I'll go with the roots. So Barrick was trying to hack himself free with the roots. So okay. sure, yeah. If I, if I can incapacitate his ability to crush us with his roots, that seems excellent. And what was the total damage again? Oh, wait, you already told me. Never mind. Uh, did you tell me? The first time it was 20, the second time, second, second attack was 11. So okay. a total of 31. Good thing I clicked. Okay. Um, it is now the tree's turn. Its roots are gone, but Barrick is still right there on it. So its trunk actually turns around to face you and you're kind of startled as you see in the trunk of this tree. Fa- what? I don't know if this matters now, if it like dragged me down, but I, I was actually back at the end of the alcove. It dragged you. Okay. Towards, yeah. Um, you see a vicious looking maw in the trunk of this tree hmm. as it sweeps cool. down and tries to bite you. My favorite kind of maw. It's a weird tree. 
Well, that's not too scary. All I gotta do is run away <laughs> if I ever turn. 18? Uh, 18 will hit, yeah. Delicate elves. I need 12 more D8. Mm, wait, yeah. Uh, 19 piercing damage. Okay. As these wooden teeth just pierce into your skin. Yes, yes they do. My skin is thoroughly pierced. <laughs> now make a constitution saving throw. No, no. <laughs> I, like poison or something. Like no. Um, Arbolthropy. <laughs> it is now Dex's turn. Okay. I'm going to swing my ribbon weave at the tree. And I'm going to miss 12. Um, yeah, that's a miss. Yeah. Trick here. <clears throat> Shadow blades, yep. I think, is, is really <laughs> the, uh, the only thing Drakir has got here. It's not even like any fun maneuverable terrain around here. So yeah, Drakir is just standing at the end, just throwing throwing blades into these trees like like he's just practicing. So first attack is um twenty-three. Hit. Uh second attack is a crit. And offhand attack. Um fifteen? Hit. Oh, cool. Alright, so First attack was uh, 15. Second one, this was the crit, uh, is 22, is 9. Nice. Um, the shadow blades begin flying at this thing, and the branches are just hacking off, and finally you throw the last one, and it flies directly into this giant maw and the tree makes kind of a choking sound as it slumps down and just looks like a dead tree now. Awesome. What would you like to do with the crit? There's not anything. Um, I have something simple that I think you all would like. I would enjoy hearing it. I'm um, at a loss here. As it slumps with its maw open. Um, Quit saying maw. <laughs> mouth? Yeah. Tree, tree mouth? Not whole. Um, <laughs> um this is going to come across as silly, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, four healing potions fall out of the mouth onto the ground and clang. I mean, that is silly, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that's some real day sex market. <laughs> yeah, that, it was that. just storing some, you know. <laughs> Booyah checks the other tree's mouth. <laughs> no, nothing in the other tree. Hey, what well, other tree maybe? Okay. Is it just regular? They're not by any chance nope. greater? Nope. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> All right. Well, Barrick and Jakir are both not in great shape, so I'm going to drink a couple of them. Okay. As they are drinking, are you all moving on to the next mural? Um, yes. First, I'm, I'm hitting potion. Okay. Was yeah. it eight? Four. Uh, 2d4. 2d4. Plus two. two. Right. I never remember that. Sure, it's not just a d8. I'd prefer that. <laughs> to the fourth alcove. 
Okay, you approach the mural that contains the giant sitting looking away. The Who hasn't pushed one. I think Barrick hasn't pushed one. I think you're right. All right. So Orgav hasn't pushed one. <laughs> um, the doll that the little girl is holding is the hot spot. All right, Barrick steps up, pushes the doll, punches that doll right in the face. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, four of you find yourselves in a similar situation as before of being alone, um, sneaking into a giant camp. Um, you do have some memories, however. Uh, the giants are weakened. Their cities have been raised. Their engines of war are broken. And their spirits uh, have been broken. It's time for the uh, Cabalrine to strike. You are sneaking into a giant encampment. There are slaves bound nearby with a giant slave master standing guard facing away from you. All you have in your hand, uh, all you have on you is your blade forged from the conflagration. What do you do? Barrick. Oh, okay. Um, there are slaves like in a little pin. They're not even in a pin. They're just bound up hands and feet tied together. Um, in a small group. All right. Uh, Barrick goes around, cuts the slaves free, tries to creep away with them. Okay. Booyah. It's like you're reading my mind. Same thing? Yeah. Booyah. It's going to creep around, release them, and attempt Fleet. to slip away. Dex. What's the slave master doing? He's standing guard over these slaves. Dex probably attacks. Okay got this weapon and I can get it to surprise in on him. If I can sneak up and free the slaves, I can certainly sneak up and attack him. So Dex attacks. Drakir? Other giants around? Nope. This is the only one. The only giant in the camp, essentially? In this part of the camp that is a threat to you. Uh, Drakir would uh, Drakir would work his way through the slaves Um cutting bonds as he goes and when he gets to the other side he will attack the giant okay yeah i probably would have been cutting bonds as i went as well <laughs> i didn't i didn't think to elucidate that you can cut the bonds after you attack the giant okay um the two of you that freed the slaves were able to easily go and cut the bonds and sneak away <coughs> under the cover of night the two of you that chose to go after the giant easily are able to uh, stealthily climb up the back of the chair using the um, the power of the shadows that were granted to you and slice the giant's throat before the slaves make their escape. Um, as you all wake up or return, um, you see something crawl out of the wall where um, Barrick had pressed to activate this vision and you see a a small doll fall out of the wall it's got a little jester's hat on dressed up like a, a courtly uh, oh, like clown um, um he um looks he kind of stands there for a second he's animated he stands up 
and looks at Barrick and Booyah. You didn't kill the bad man. You always kill the bad man. And he pulls out a club and rushes at the two of you. <laughs> so, um, Drakir acted last, so that would be Booyah's turn in this new... How big a doll is this? Uh, small, so... Uh, I mean, he's a larger doll, so just a little bit smaller than Booyah. So, Booyah, it is your turn. Huh. Booyah's going to try to skewer it. Okay. That's 21. Hit. That is nine damage. Let's skewer it again. Seven. 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 Fifteen. Hit. And that is eight damage. Uh, he's going to shoot a bolt in its face. Okay. <laughs> the doll rushes at you with a club, and Booyah, you literally just take your rapier and stick it through the doll's head, and it just okay. goes limp <laughs> on the end of your rapier. Huh. All crazy. That one, that one was easy. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I mean, can Booyah go back kill giant now? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say though, I, I do agree with his philosophy of always kill the bad man. Okay, all right. Alcove the fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 have been looking up right there. There are four torches lit now. Yes. Okay. Everyone, as you approach the final mural, everyone give me perception checks. Nineteen. Twenty-six. Uh fifteen for Barrick. Twenty-seven for Drakir. Oh, okay. Sorry, twenty-five. Um Booyah, what was yours? Uh, 26. Okay. All of you notice, um, you take note of the fact in this final mural, there are only 12 elves standing in the circle. Who's missing? Um, Vol, you see, is missing from this union. So, what did you do? <laughs> I think we're about to find out. Yeah, I was going to say that's fair. <laughs> or didn't do. Well, I say. Who should push the button? Does it matter who pushes the button? Booyah. Booyah. <laughs> Sold. All right, Booyah, go push that button. Okay. So you all uh, find yourselves in a very familiar cave, but now it's, there's construction that has happened. You all instantly recognize this as the place that Beric was resurrected without the giant dragon shard that was protruding from the ceiling. Um, there's imagery of the conflagration all over the walls. Um, it's clear that this has been set up as the base of operation for you all to do what good you can in the world. Uh, you know, in this moment, the elves are free. The Kabarine once again meet in the same spot where they received their power. You all extend the familiar red stones that you've carried with you 
for hundreds of years. Uh, some of the elves are familiar, but not the same. It's clear that they are descendants, people that this gift has been passed down to. Um, and uh, Booyah, you are no longer embodying Vol. Um, you're embodying Thorani is the family name that you embody now. You all extend your red gems up once again, and the conflagration pours out of the stones as you extend them and forms in front of you whole again. You have won many battles, though the war to save Eberron is far from over. How will you continue to protect this land? Beric? Hunt evil and protect the weak. Booyah? I will protect my people and resist evil wherever I find it. Dex? Um, uh, I think he says he will track down the darkness to uh, protect his home. Drakir? I will um, I will hunt uh, all threats to my people. Okay. The conflagration once again pauses for a second as it splits itself and returns to each of you. Um, you all know that Vol departed the continent. Um, he took his family and returned to Arenal, um, to try and bring the power that you all had gathered here over there to help those people. Um, because there have been murmurings that the dragons now realize that <clears throat> the giants were not the source of the power and that the elves had a hand in it and they have begun possibly planning to attack the elves of Avernal. So Vol left to go protect those people. You all snap out of it. And nothing happens. Well, that's a welcome change. The fifth torch above the door is lit. What do you do? Try the door. You all, uh, the the door does not budge. Did you check if it's locked? Just like, you know, regular old locked. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Drakir casts detect magic. He can do that at will. Is the. There's still magic on the door. Hmm. Maybe we all hold hands. <laughs> Drakir tries pushing the doors open. Still do not budge. Barrack summons Cursebringer. Not Cursebringer anymore. <laughs> Barrack summons his sword and tries to open the door. Nothing happens. Barrack touches the door with his sword. Nope. Okay. Everyone give me investigation checks. <laughs> Dex flings himself at the door. 19. 
Also 19 for Barrick. 18. Not really worth mentioning for Drakir. Hmm. Um, okay. Everybody but Drakir looks at the door and notes that um, on the left-hand side of the door, the ones wielding the flame, you see Vrim <clears throat> um, and Vol and Thorani wielding the flame on the left-hand side. The ones on the right wielding the more amorphous, shadowy, is Osteroth um, and Falarn. The rest of them are gone? No, they're all there. Just oh, okay. you note that the, the locations of the ones that you were representing. Eric uh, goes to the door that has the picture of Vrim on it. Yeah, I go to the Osteroth we, door. We separate to that and okay. all push together. I guess Orgev hangs back. Yeah. Yeah, has Orgev seen any of this? Um, yeah, he's been... Patong. Yeah, sure. Patong. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the last page. <laughs> nope, not the last page. He's been telling you that he his name is uh, Selvarun. So, who is on the... <laughs> Right side with Osteroth and uh, Falarn. All right, so we divide according to where the people that we were embodying are on the door, right? And everybody pushes together, and the doors swing open. There it is! Hooray! Um, the doors shutter. They're terrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you you feel a breeze as this ancient air is released out of this room, and there is light coming out of this room. You see standing before you a goblin on the the way that you're facing far left a goblin with a weapon drawn a short sword on the far right a hulking beast of a man in plate armor holding a great axe with a little bit more hair on his face than what seems natural um and in the center you see um, Barasha strapped to a, a chair and a drow smiles as you walk through the door. Goes, ah, I was hoping we would get to talk. Barak reaches over and casts Cure Wounds on Drakir. <laughs> End of episode. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, once uh we would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can find it over in Competech.com. And uh, go check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, The Geek Pantheon, at all those various places. Uh, once again, I'm your Dungeon Master, Eric. I'm Philip. Randy. Jeff. And we'll see you next time.